Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to It's Rainmaking Time. This is Kim Greenhouse. I am so excited today to bring you a new segment on water. Now, first, I want to acknowledge the wonderful people who have been on It's Rainmaking Time before today. Bill Cox, Dr. Emoto, Dan Nelson, Lloyd Muir, Paul Varachia, Manfred Bauer, Timothy Hickey, Mikhail Lund, and MJ Pangman. I am honored to bring you Clayton Nolte, the founder of Natural Action Water, Structured Water is Life. He is one of the most spiritual people I've met with regard to his relationship to water. He has a website called naturalactionwater.com. But first, I want to tell you a little bit about him. He is a researcher and an inspired inventor of life-transforming water structure technologies. He spent the last 40 years exploring physics, math, and the properties of water and its effects on life. I want you to know that he has formerly been in the Air Force. He has had a military clearance in the area of electronic warfare in R&D. He has been in areas that few people have an opportunity and budget to study, explore, and research. He is bringing forth knowledge about water that is a synthesis of the many people that you have heard of now, but also Victor Schoberger, Jacques Benveniste, Tesla, Konstantin Karatov's work. And he has a very unusual way of not only speaking about, but understanding water. I want to read something that he wrote on his website to you. He says, when one understands our innate lifeblood and structured water are one and the same, the truth of nature, we then know we are standing in the doorway to fulfill our destiny. We are in the grace of receivership. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome Clayton Nolte to It's Rainmaking Time. Good morning. Morning. Wow, you have a heavy duty background. I think I better stand at attention right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, <laughs> that's all part of the journey. You know, it's every point, every interesting nuance. You know, I, I have to say that primarily my job has been to be the observer. And as the observer, you are given much, much more than you are when you are the person who's doing all the talking. <laughs> yes, indeed. Yes, indeed. <laughs> so I've been the observer for all my life. And now it's time for me to take those observations and bring them into fruition. And that's exactly what I'm doing. I am pressing the envelope in all directions, but primarily to bring about the possibility for every man, woman, and child to experience the truth, to experience their destiny. And that's my journey. There's a lot of people that are now excited about water, thanks to yours and other people's work that have come before us and that are also very public now. And yet there's a great deal of market confusion about water. A lot of people now know that water has memory, that there's something called structured water and it's good for you that it's better to put water where it can breathe and where it's in an open structure. But there's also a lot of machines being sold to alkalize water. There's confusion about that. There's people say do it. There's people say don't do it. There's people say do it only when you're not well. 
it is so confusing out there. There's a question that I asked myself doing the first water show with five gentlemen in 2004, which is if water has memory and you take out, let's say, chlorine or fluoride, but the water actually has the signature memory in terms of the frequency of it, what does that mean? And what does that mean to us physically? Do you mind if I ask you this right off the bat? No, you can ask me that. And let me take you back to the core of all this, the core of memory. When you pick an apple from a tree and you eat the apple, what part of the apple goes into your cells? Now, if you present that question to a doctor, they'll go into a lot of technical names that most people don't even understand. But the truth is, what goes into your cells is energy. Everything physical that you eat and drink goes out your elimination system. You get it? Yes. Everything physical that you eat and drink goes out your elimination system. So, here you are. You're talking about chlorine being introduced to water. Chlorine and everything physical has a vibration, has a frequency. So, how do you, how would you eliminate the frequency of chlorine. You can't see it. You can't hardly measure it. I mean, I mean, we have acquired a device made in St. Petersburg, Russia, basically, that can measure energy. And we use it extensively in our research. However, in most places, they don't recognize energy. The world has been based on the physical chemistry. Right. Everything has to do with the physical. When you start talking about energy, you're basically presenting something foreign to the majority. And that's what the truth is all about, is about energy. I get the analogy with the apple and pretty much anything we eat, that what our bodies get is the energy of it. Now, people on a clinical level will say, well, you get the nutrients of it, but basically you get the energy of it. But if you have on one hand the clinical side, which is the chemical of fluorine in the water, and you have the frequency of the chlorine or the fluorine, my question is, how are they different, the clinical from the frequency? And if you change the frequency, even though the chemical is still in the water, what does that do to our bodies? That's where I'm confused, and I'm sure other people are confused, because I've never heard anybody answer it, ever. <laughs> Well, hang on to your hat. I'm holding. I'm holding. <laughs> anyway, the answer basically is when you structure water, in simple terms, structured water uh, neutralizes all toxins. It also energizes and enhances all nutrients. So what happens to the toxins, the physical? On our website, naturalactionwater.com, we have many studies but two that were done in Germany, um, and the latest one, basically what they did is they took tap water and dehydrated it, took all the water off, and then under a microscope looked at that tap water, and basically all water contains calcium. Right. And when you dehydrate off the water, you end up with calcium salts uh, and a few other physical elements. And they looked at it under a microscope at 400 times, and they found that the 
that the structure is 90 degree angles. 90 degree angles uh, in the physics world, basically, we know that 90 degree angles holds on to toxicity. Then they did the same with structured water. And they looked at the salts again under the microscope. And lo and behold, the structure is a 60 degree angle. And these angles, even in physically, there can be no toxins in a 60 degree angle structure. So, so how does that come about? It comes about by the water moving through a device and it can be a mountain stream. It can be virtually many things can do this. Uh, you can do this and we can go into that, how you would do this. But through a structuring device, what it does is it creates an atmosphere where the water turns. The water turns to the right, the water turns to the left, and this is called vortexing. So through my structured water unit, basically all of them, it creates a simultaneous left and right vortex. You can stand up, put your arms out, and turn your body one time to the right, and your body will start detoxing one time. How do we know that? How do you know that? I mean, it sounds very exciting, but how do you know that? I know that by because it's been practiced. Uh, look in the whirling, the, the whirling dervishes right. in uh, Persia, basically now Turkey. They live inordinately long lives. They have no toxins, but most of them I know smoke like whatever. <laughs> but they do, they smoke to, main, to re, remain grounded, to bring them themselves and their physical body back to this world. And everything that I'm saying here, we could write a book about, believe me. So I just want to get you back into how we know and how, how this happens. When you turn to the right, the toxins go out through your armpits, out through your skin, primarily places where you had trauma. If you turn to the left, all your toxins go to the center. They go to your core, and they have to go out your elimination system. I do not recommend people turning to the left until you are truly detoxed. Because if you have any organs that are stressed and not functioning absolutely balanced, it can create a dissidence in the body. The original turning and spinning of structuring water, did you originally get that or learn that from Victor Schoberger and modify it? Or is it part of his earlier discovery? Talk about that. You know, I didn't, I didn't read anything about Victor Schoberger until really just recently. I have not read into anybody else's technology or the way that they do what they do. Okay. I have come to these conclusions and these places through my own research. But I have to tell you, I worked for the government, so I had a lot of helpers. <laughs> right now, I kind of work by myself. I have a few helpers, but not in that, wor in that realm, you know, of science. As oh, sure. But so I kind of was glancing at Victor Schauberger. I've got several of his books. And, you know, virtually every line reminds me, you know, it's all the truth. And when you're looking at the truth and when you are in that truth, I mean, everything falls in line. It is absolutely the way it is, you know. It's just that the outcome of what we produce and the way we do things 
it has to go through research and development. And fortunately for me, I've been in an environment where I could do that. And I'll say this. Virtually every inventor, I don't know of anybody, when we come down to speaking our truth, we didn't really invent anything. All we did is we knew the question to ask. Right. You ask the question, you receive the answer, and you follow through with it. That is true no matter who right. invents. The invention has been here forever. We're just bringing it back into fruition again, bringing it back to this reality and, 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 and. <laughs> so, so ask me another question because truthfully for myself, I mean, I can go down the rabbit hole really, really quick. Okay, we'll bring you back, but I appreciate what you said. So I keep bringing us back to the marketplace because as consumers, it's really crazy making what's going on about water. It's exciting, but it's also crazy making. Dr. Emoto brought so much knowledge to the world. And most of us are very concerned now about cleaning our water and making sure that we're not bathing in chemicals, showering in these horrible chemicals that are being deliberately put in the water supply and ingesting them. And you talked about the 60 degree angle that represents a detoxed situation. But when there's the 60 degree angle in the water, once the frequency of the water is changed, does that translate as and really mean clean? Yes, it does. Okay. And you can do this for your body by just turning. Uh, you change the energy of everything within you and everything outside of yourself. Chartered water basically has an energy field of a thousand feet in all directions from it. So, and you have that same potential. The aspect of being clean. I have a swimming pool. I mean, for the longest time, I was maintaining it myself and taking care of it. But still, I live in Arizona. Arizona, uh, here we have 106 degrees yesterday or wherever, you know, and it gets really warm. I don't think you can run a pool enough to keep it clean without chemicals in this climate. So, I have a structured water unit on my pool. So every mo every time it comes on and it runs, it's structuring the water. I can get in the pool. People can get in the pool. It has chemicals in it. You can spend all day in the pool and never get irritated, never get irritation in your uh, on your armpits or whatever. You can swim with your eyes open. But if you're changing the frequency by using the structuring water unit in the pool, for example, and therefore you can get in the pool, your eyes are not going to hurt from the chlorine. How effective will the chlorine be if the frequency of it is being changed and yet the chlorine is still in the water? <laughs> well, it's effective in the short run. It takes care of any uh, any growth or whatever that occurs in the pool. It makes, makes the pool crystal clean. You know, I mean, I have friends and people that are using structured water units on their pools uh, I have a friend down in Tucson where it's hotter even. And in her, in her hot tub, she has a structured water unit and she's never uses chemicals. But again, you have to remember that, that everything living off gas is hydrogen. So, so your, your plants, uh, if they're around a the pool, they're off gassing hydrogen. If you get in a pool, you off gas hydrogen. So what is hydrogen? Hydrogen is uh, hydrogen is that aspect of 
what everybody knows about is pH. But the P, the H is hydrogen. What is the P? The P stands for potential hydrogen. It's either there or it's not. Hydrogen is very elusive, and, and it's the activity of hydrogen that makes everything possible. If you stop hydrogen and you stand it still, it's dead. But when you have high pH in the pool, what happens in a, when the pH goes up in the pool? It, the, the water feels greasy. And where you have a lot of hydrogen, you have a lack of oxygen. When you have a lack of oxygen, what happens? Anaerobic bacteria, viruses, and molds grow in that environment. The answer here, it's all about balance. It's all about balance. If we keep the water balanced, left and right spin simultaneously, balanced water, it provides an atmosphere of perfection, of divinity. Somebody told me who I met with in Tucson that you need to keep water at 39 degrees cold to keep it really structured. At 39 degrees, magic happens. 39 degree water basically allows, and this is Victor Schauberger's observation, but at 39 degrees, a trout can swim against the current. In fact, it can go up a 30-foot waterfall. And if you go anywhere where fish are, a fish, when you're fishing and you're, you have a lure wobbling in the water, the fish doesn't take that lure from behind. I mean, it knows that all fish have fins and they have spines. If you try to take anything from behind, it makes a fish really big with those spines. So that what that fish does, it goes around the front and takes the bait from the front. Fish can swim against the current more easily than they can swim with the current. So again, a waterfall, they can at 39 degrees, they can transcend that waterfall with ease. When we start talking about structuring, basically that's exactly what's happening. They are structuring the water as they are moving. And there's a lot of currents being uh, developed along their, from their gills, along their it all has to do with dynamic. It has to do with flow. It has to do with movement. It's all there. What do you think about drinking water at 39 degrees for the body? I don't know. I, um, I wouldn't worry about it. We have structuring units all around us here. Uh, I have three structuring units on my water line on my house. Makes the water perfect. Not only that, when I juice, I pour my water through my portable or my juice that are portable. And we know with a bri- when you have a bricks meter, and you're looking at the sugars, no matter how structured it is, when you structure it again, you increase the sugars. The sugars are food value. It just goes on and on and on. So we're exploring more and more avenues of bringing about a better product, a more complete energy exchange for all things, uh, for plants, animals, Vehicles. I mean, it's going on and on and on. Talk a little bit about some of your products, what you can talk to us about now, about what you're doing with farmers and whatever else you'd like to talk about. I'd like to hear about it. And I have not tried your products yet, so I want the audience to know that. Go ahead. <laughs> okay. The, the house unit 
primarily works on a three to four thousand square foot home, uh, and it does it adequately. It structures the water. It makes the water healthy at every outlet, whether it be your hose bib and you run a hose, and you're watering your grass, you're washing dishes, washing clothes, your shower, all your sinks. Generally speaking, I would say one house unit serves most homes all over the world. Say you have a house unit, you've had it on for a couple of weeks, or let's say a month, and you still have calcium. What structuring water does is it puts calcium in solution. Let me regress back here. Normally, surface water has calcium in it. And when it's not structured, calcium adheres to itself and everything it comes in contact with. When you structure it, it cannot adhere to itself or anything it comes in contact with. Why is that a problem if calcium adheres to itself and everything it comes well, in contact with? most people have an ice maker, and uh, the calcium in the water going through your ice maker um, makes it wear out faster, uh, makes it break down. It starts building up with calcium, um, drip irrigation. Uh, on farms, they replace the drip lines every year because they get calcified. If you're watering your yard or you're watering your trees or you're watering your garden, many places the calcium is so bad that you'll have a white, crusty surface. And when you plant seeds with that crust on the surface, most seeds won't germinate. Fascinating. That's calcium adhering to itself. And you go to places where, uh, where you have hot springs, where the water's bubbling up, it, it keeps building upon itself. Um, you'll see it all over in nature, uh, stalactites and stalagmites. is calcium it's adhering to itself. When you structure that water, it cannot adhere to itself or anything it comes in contact with. So when you wash your car with structured water, you don't have spots. You don't have calcium spots because the water, it just runs off. And part of the reason that it runs off is the water has a low surface tension. And again, like I said, everything I say, we could write a book about. When the surface tension is low, you drink the water, it instantly goes into your cells. And that cellular exchange basically is uh, the viscosity of the water is low. Uh, There's a measurement called Dynes, D-Y-N-E-S. When the, to enter into the cellular level, the water tension has to be 46 times or lower. Most surface water and bottled water is 72 to 84 times. You know, one of the ways we get around making water more available is we heat it. You know, lowers it to 50-some. But the truth is our bodies have to make everything that we consume usable at the cellular level. Uh, There was a um, Nobel Peace Prize, I believe it was, in 2003, uh, where an individual discovered how cells are hydrated. And the the word is aquaporin channel. The aquaporin channel basically is a channel on the cellular surface that receives hydration. 
So this must explain also what Dan Nelson and some of the other people are talking about, where people can drink a lot of water, but they can't seem to get hydrated, and they don't know why, and it has to do with what you're talking about. It can't get through the cell membrane. Is that right? Exactly. Most surface water has a very high tension on it. The tension has to do with memory. All water remembers everything it has passed through and everything it passed by since it came out of nature. Cities don't allow water to go back to nature. They reprocess it 20-some times before it evaporates or goes into the ground. So they basically bring the water back, reprocess it, add chemicals, more chemicals, and put it back into the water system. Again, water retains the memory of everything that has passed through and everything that has passed by since it came out of nature. Nature has a natural hydration, hydraulic system or hydrological system. Water evaporates, goes up in the atmosphere, comes down as rain, goes into the lakes and ponds and onto the ground, and again it evaporates and goes up. And every time it does that, it in a sense structures the water. However, the air on this planet has become very toxic. So as that water comes down in the atmosphere, it picks up the toxicity of everything that's in the air, it takes it into the lakes and streams, and it builds upon that over and over and over again. And so you get huge, what we call clusters. Water molecules cluster into real large clusters. Is that why they can't get into the cell, through right. the cell membrane? Okay. Go back to the aquaporin channel. Right. The aquaporin channel of a cell can only receive one water molecule at a time, and that water molecule cannot carry with it anything physical or anything electrical. So when you have a 1,000 or 10,000 water molecules in a cluster, how do you get that down to one water molecule? Your body has to make it so. And believe me, it used to be at 50 years of age, used to be, and the last time I looked at it, it was 35 years of age. Your body, to make that water usable, would have to extend so much energy. You could light up your house for a month on the energy that your body has to provide, has to make available to make the water you drink usable at the cellular level. Now, all of that energy that your body is, is utilizing to give you hydration would be the energy that was, is also used to prevent disease, to aid your body to being absolutely clear and aid your immune system to protect you. So it's, we structure water through yeah. natural action technologies, devices. What you end up with is water that's instantly hydratable. It inst goes into your cells instantaneously. There's no extension of energy to make it usable. That is so, so all profound. All that energy that you would normally cons be consumed in making the water available is now available at the cellular level. I have to ask you as a physicist and with all your background, how do you know that part? Because the device does what exactly? What does it do? It gives the water a channel to turn. It gives it a space, a, a designed geometric space, to spin to the left and spin to the right. 
creating a molecular structure that is in alignment with nature. And you could call nature God. So most of the water that we're drinking is actually taking a lot of energy from us to get into our cells. Yes. That is fascinating. And, you know, there's a lot of devices out there. I get these questions, uh, Lori, I'll get, we get emails about trying to compare technologies or whatever. I'm not into the comparison game, but I'll tell you, anytime you use electricity with water, it's detrimental to the water, basically makes the water harder, more firm. In other words, that viscosity uh, and the amount of energy that you have to extend in order to make that water usable goes up. And you think about this, have you ever received an electrical shock? Yes. Why do you get stiff and sore? The reason you get stiff and sore is because the water in that part of your body has been uh, electrocuted in a sense, and it makes it very rigid. It raises the viscosity of the water way, way up. Could this dynamic be a problem for pH machines that are saying, look, we're elevating the pH of the water, but meanwhile, it's plugged into a wall socket. Right. I'm a sure the people that the, sell them are not going to like this right I know now, but, you know, but that's how it is. I mean, we well, got to tell them. The, the thing about it is, you know, most products out there, they have taken, I mean, I have websites filled with the truth. And what people have done is they've taken excerpts from wherever and put it into their presentation. And I'll tell you, you know, I get asked every day for science, every day. How many people have asked for the science of ionization? I don't know, probably very few, but that's been my issue with people that have tried to sell me water machines that you plug into the wall. Right. There are bottled waters that have a high pH. I remember one on the used to be on the market was Trinity Water, and it had a pH of 9 really? right out of the ground. Wow. And on the label... Anybody that is selling a high pH water, all the labels, and this is the truth of it, is do not drink this water as a sole source of hydration one or two times a day, maximum, because your body needs balance. And when you're driving it with a high pH, you're creating a dissonance in your body. Now, this statement, in a sense, is twofold. And if you have a disease, high pH water with disease, and especially cancer, is very beneficial because hydrogen is attracted to carbon, and cancer generally has a carbonous, let's say, tumor or whatever to it. So hydrogen is attracted to carbon, and when you have a lot of hydrogen in your water or in your food, it helps, let's say, dissolve that potential tumorous cancer. On the other hand, if you do not have a condition, it is beneficial to drink it maybe twice a day because your body needs to be balanced and a good deal of your digestive system is acidic. And if you detract from that, from your digestive system, the acid to make your food have value, an outcome may be obesity, maybe heaviness because your body will react. You know, it's, the same thing that happens, say, like if you're dehydrated and your body can't get enough water or enough water to make it usable, your body will start holding on to water. 
your legs will fill up and your arms will fill up and your body will just basically fill up with water. But it can't make the water usable because there's not enough energy to do that. So if a person does have cancer, how many bottles of high pH or ounces should they have a day? I'm just curious what you think. I really don't know. I'm not in that. I'm not a doctor. I'm just basically telling you that people that produce water out of the ground with a high pH, they will put on the label, do not use this as a primary source of hydration. Right, unless you have a condition. I understand. You're better off using tap water than you are using high pH water. I am sure an entire industry will be upset with you right now, except if they're servicing people that are ill. It's only (laughs) you that can bring that out. Because I don't, I'm not out there saying this. I only respond to the question. No, I understand. I feel the need to ask you about your perspective now on the radiation that is hitting different parts of the world from Fukushima. What your view is now about radiation in water, getting rid of radiation water. A, do you think it's possible? B, is it doable with these units? And C, if not, what do you think? Yes. Yes to what? <laughs> yeah. Even I'm lost after those questions. <laughs> okay. What is, what is radiation? Radiation exists all around us. Right. Radiation basically is any element that gets bombarded by another element, basically, and the neutron gets knocked out of place, right? That's what radiation is, right? You're the one with the special clearances. You tell me. <laughs> and tell us. Doesn't give you doesn't give you anything other than... A pain in the neck. I'm sure. What it does is it gives you people watching you. <laughs> How many people can you stand standing around watching you? You know, I have a lot of people watching me, believe it or not. <laughs> I did an interview with a guy up in Northern California last year in June who had a clearance higher than the President of the United States. I went up and he had discovered something on the rings of Saturn to the tune of 20,000 miles wide. And he looked at a hundred and some odd thousand photographs from deep inside NASA and I went there with my Marantz, which is a compact flash machine, did the interview. It was beautiful for an hour and a half. We talked about deep inside holographic technology. I played it back. It sounded beautiful. Put the thing in my purse, went to dinner, brought it back to Los Angeles. It was completely ones and zeros erased. It's blank. Yeah. Ticked me off. Let me tell you. I know. Happens to me all the time. Really? <laughs> yeah. That is so aggravating. <laughs> How do they do that? Serious. Is that electronic warfare? Uh, uh, <laughs> uh, I'll just say this. 155 miles above your head. You know, that is naughty. I know. That is really naughty stuff. Yeah. 155 miles. Are we talking about like a satellite or a station yeah. from the space station? Yeah. Yeah. Hi, You know, it's so funny because I thought that my no moving parts compact flash, it sounded fantastic. But the bottom line is, if there's really something that the folks that run things, whoever are the folks that really run things, who knows, you really don't want out there, that's going to happen. You know what I'm saying? But the answer is within you. Yes, of course. You have the power. Yes. And primarily, I'll tell you, when I speak to people about water, I'm not trying to sell a product, really. I'm just trying to get people to understand that they have the power. And what I'd like to see is people take their power back. Yes. Well, this is one of the reasons I originally came to Tucson. I was in Tucson for a few days, and I was asking another inventor, I didn't realize you were there, or I forgot that you were there, about how to clean water. And 
what he shared was the 39 degrees, keeping it cold, keeping it dark and getting zeolite, magnetite and KDH and mixing it together and then pouring the water through there. Great way to get rid of arsenic and all these other materials. What do you think? Right. <laughs> I, I hear you. That's the chemical way. I got you. Okay, that's the chemical way. It doesn't remove the energy. I mean, if you have radiation energy in your water, you got, you got a problem. You can't filter out the energy. You can run your water through a million miles of carbon filters and, and all kinds of other chemical filters, and you're not going to remove the memory. There's only one way to remove the memory, and that is for water to go back through nature's recycling. Part of that is you have the ability to change the memory of the water. Do you mean by praying over it or speaking good things into it? You can pray if you it? want. You can, be, you can just be neutral. You can just know that, it's, that it is, you can just know that it's safe. You know, the moment that you bring in the perspective that it's not safe, guess what? It's not safe. So you're you getting... have the ability to manifest everything that you choose. Are you talking about a kind of entrainment where if I know it's good and I come from that it's good, that it's good? Yes. You know, to some, this is going to sound a little new agey and hokey and mumbo jumbo cosmic stuff. You what know you that. seek, ye shall find. There you go. When you're walking in your truth, Everything that's not in truth reveals itself. That's instantaneously. true. We have water studies going on here right now, utilizing the GDV, gas discharge visualization. And when we have a beaker of structured water and a beaker of unstructured water, and they're setting two feet apart, you look at the beaker of structured water, the unstructured water, do a test on the GDV, it demonstrates that the Energy of the structured water is high, the unstructured water is low. You look at it again in an hour, and they're still pretty much the same. But there's little spikes reaching out towards the structured water. In three hours, you start seeing arms, actually, of energy from the unstructured water reaching towards the structured water. In three days' time, they are identical. I have a question to you about what an angstrom is and how an angstrom relates to water. Manfred Bauer used to talk about if you up-level the angstroms, the water has so much energy, and he used to sell this cup. Every time that somebody uses a term that only that person understands and maybe one other person in the room, I mean, it's like blowing smoke because it prevents questions. And then you can go down the road to the explanation of what that is. But again, it's simpler than that. Okay. Water is so simple. And let's go back to radiation, and this is a question, and a lot of people have this question. If you structure water, all toxins are energetically neutralized. But is radiation considered the same as all toxins? Isn't it worse? I don't know. In terms of severity? I mean, if you have plutonium in your water, are you still drinking it just because you structure it? Yes. Yes? Holy Toledo's. You are from 150 miles okay, up above. Okay, <laughs> now listen. Now listen. And if it's just the water that is radioactive iodine, and that's primarily in water alone, and what is it? Let's go down here. How do you measure that? I have no How idea. How do you know that that's there? None of the you people know that I know. Because somebody said it, says it's there? I wouldn't say it's there because someone says it's there. I don't know what the exact instruments are that actually measure it. But you would. 
I know what they are, but who can afford them? Exactly. The measurement device I use basically is 30,000 euros. The next one up in science, I mean, if you want to prove the energy in water, you're talking millions of dollars. How many people have that kind of money? And how many people have an understanding of what it is and how to, how to do it? Do you know Professor Korokoff? Yes, I know him well. What is he doing with water that's different than what you're doing with water? Because I don't understand what he's doing. I go to his website many times and I don't get it. They're always trying to develop ways of measuring it because he developed gas discharge visualization. Basically, it's a camera device. Initially, they started with water. They started looking at water. And I told you, you can take RO water, which is dead. You can take distilled water, which is dead. When you have structured water and you set them side by side, the RO water and the distilled water come alive. You can also make that RO water and distilled water alive by just blessing it. You don't need the structured water. That's such a paradox. structured wire device, and every time that you focus on something, you change its electromagnetic characteristics. Right. I get that part. I get the part about blessing it. I get the part about coming from that it's already purified. I get the entrainment, all of that. But what is still a bit confusing here is that you're obviously structuring water for a reason. I mean, yeah, we could all bless our water. Yes. And the reason you're structuring water is to erase the memory primarily, the memory of toxins. So, again, when you structure water energetically, all toxins are neutralized, erased, and all nutrients are energetically enhanced. So if you pray over that water as you're pouring it, those prayers instantaneously go into your cells. Let's go back to radiation. If there's radiation in that water, is it just the water that's radiated? If it is, instantaneously all the toxins are removed. If there's physical components of radiated material in the water, you have to filter those out because they have a half-life of what? Thousands of years. Yeah, thousand, whatever it is, yes. Longer than, than the time it takes for that particle to go out your elimination system. It's not a good thing to have in the water. So in that case... With if the... you're just dealing with radiated water, structuring it eliminates it. This is so profound, what you're saying. I have a distributor. His name is Thomas Twintrees. He sells structured water shower units in Japan. And he just went there about four months ago and just listened to testimonials in Japan. I haven't seen the book yet, so I don't know what they all are. But I know that it's exciting for not only for the people of Japan, for him and ergo myself. You know that this is real. Wow. So if you knew that your water had plutonium or cesium you would not only structure it, but what would you do? Would you put it through zeolite, magnetite, and KDH first as well? Probably not. I'm on a well. And pretty much when you structure water, all the physical pretty much drops out anyway. There's nothing for the water to hold on to. Not even arsenic. The worst arsenic you can have is the energy of arsenic. And you think about it, where I live right here in Arizona, most of Arizona is very high in arsenic. And it's primarily due to a lot of digging in the ground, basically, mining. So you have a lot of natural occurring arsenic and natural occurring fluoride, yeah. But if you consume physical arsenic, it goes out your elimination system. 
it can hardly harm you. But when you have the energy of arsenic, it can kill you. A lot of these things are accumulative in your system. Fluoride, for one, is cumulative. I don't want to go down these roads because people get distorted over it all. You have something on your website I would like to ask you about. It says, during Clayton's research, nature's own structured water became a unique recurring phenomenon of appearing where no water should. What does that mean? It means that at that time I was investigating the effects of my surroundings with a multidimensional perspective. And in this situation, nothing else would appear. Basically, the only thing that would appear would be specifically where you are or where you are located. Say you have nature's water in this space, for instance, or in the space that you would normally inhabit. It's a waterfall. It's coming out of a mountain stream, off of a mountain stream. Normally, any water would not be present and nature's water, structured water, was present. But what does that mean for the reader? Again, I'd have to write a book. In order no, I understand, to it. but it's very obtuse. When I read that, I don't know what to make of it in terms of the meta message. So what do you want us to get since it's posted on your website? What does it mean? Can you translate it quickly? Just something. Give us an <clears throat> essence. It means the structured water is multidimensional. And what does that mean? Multidimensional means that you can go from you can go from this world to another world. You already know what dimension means because as you move up in dimensions, basically from the third dimension to the fourth dimension, it's easier to manifest. Because your frequency is lighter, correct? Yes, absolutely. Right. Okay. Most people are operating in a dimension higher than the fourth. Most people are operating in a dimension of the fifth or the sixth or the seventh or the eighth. And the thing and neat thing about dimensions is you can always see back because that's your experience. You just can't see forward until you have the experience. And you've heard these stories, you've read these stories. Think about the ships coming to an island in the South Pacific, and the inhabitants of the island could not see the ships. Why? They didn't have any perception of them in the first place. There's no frame of reference. Where we are right now, most people have no frame of reference. Right. There is a lot going on out there in front of them, all around them, but they don't have the experience. Basically, what structured water does is it brings you into that place of seeing what's happening, seeing what's around you, having the vision, clearing your third eye so you can see the energy that's occurring all around you. How do you drink your water in the day-to-day? I don't refrigerate my water because every time I walk by the refrigerator, I can feel the energy of it. It's adverse to me. It's painful. I won't put water through that. You have a relationship with water directly then, obviously. Yes, I do. You know, I talk to birds and animals, and people laugh when they see me doing this. I, I talk to trees and all that. I have a great time. Prince Charles should hear this. And now I'm very excited to talk to water. The water talks to the birds and to the trees. And we get testimonials from all over the world where people have put water on their property. The first thing they acknowledge is the birds' song changes. They sing a different tune. I have people tell me all the time they water trees that are dead and they come back to life. Wow. Talk a little bit about what you're doing for farms and agriculture because I think this is so important. Well... Farmers, they've been doing it the way they've been doing it all their lives. 
So it's difficult sometimes to get their attention. But for those that we have gotten their attention, just in, say, in growing onions, for instance, when you don't have structured water, an onion only grows so big and the top of the onion dies. When you have structured water, we have a sample somebody just brought by. We're going to photograph it and put it on the website. An onion without structured water is maybe about the size of a, not even a tennis ball, it's smaller, and the top is dead. And an onion planted identically the same time in structured water, the onion is the size of a grapefruit, and the top is still growing. On farms, we have people out there, a farmer will give most people that are right in their face present, will give them a certain acreage in order to demonstrate the product. Strawberries, for instance, in California. Strawberries are watered, drip irrigation, two and a half acres of strawberries are watered by a four-inch water line. That's four inches of water coming out in the field, and the drip irrigation is tapped off of that. I know that if you were to put one unit out there, basically it would affect the whole field. But a farmer doesn't. He thinks that if you're going to do anything at all, you got to affect all the water. <clears throat> so what they did is they put a unit on the four-inch water line. The largest unit I make is a two-inch. So we had a manifold four two-inch units together to accommodate a four-inch water line. They did that. The first day, they were standing in mud. Wow. Basically, what happens is plants, they only assimilate what they need. And especially in structured water, they will not take any more water in than what they need. So they're watering on the schedule that they were watering on. So that here they are standing in mud. And they spend the first couple of weeks looking for the leak. <laughs> and then they start looking around and they, they see that they're standing in mud on five acres. Five acres. An acre is 206 and a half feet square, maybe, somewhere around there. So five acres, basically a 1,000 feet out from the water, is effectually changed. Wow. The other thing that they discovered is the bricks increased six to seven points. Strawberries are sold to the market as a bricks of seven to have food value. Any value at all to the consumer, a bricks has to be 10. With structured water, they had a 14 to 15. This is huge. What they get is premium dollar for their crop. Premium. And not only that, they've reduced their water consumption 40%. So next year, the guy that was out there, he has 50,000 acres of crops to accommodate structured water on from two and a half. Wow. Another guy went out to another farm, again, strawberries, two and a half acres. He put one house unit on, same effect, standing in water, out five acres, bricks, six, seven points higher. So what's the difference here? There is no difference because the energy is the same. And especially when we're dealing with nature, we're out in the field. Now, you ask, okay, so that one unit that they put on was a house unit, basically a three-quarter inch house unit on one drip line affected everything. When we come back to a home, for instance, 
people want to take a garden unit and put it on for a 4,000-square-foot home. It doesn't quite work that way. It would probably in time, but if you want an effect early on, you need to put sufficient energy in to overcome the status quo or basically where things are. And believe me, there are places in the world where the energy coefficient basically is so high, so distorted, that they have to use three house units in series in order to facilitate sufficient amount of energy to overcome uh, the electromagnetic energies and or earth distortions. Can you name any of those locations just to share? Recently, we had one in Ohio. A farm had structured water. They had two house units, basically, or two one-inch lines on their farm for a year. And all of a sudden, their cattle were getting sick drinking the water. And the people couldn't drink the water because of an inordinate amount of manganese in the water. And we have similar situations in Canada. A lot of it has to do with fracking. And share what that is, because I think a lot of people... Fracking is basically where they introduce down in the lower reaches, uh, five miles down into the earth, and they add 50 chemicals or more to create an atmosphere where they're expanding to release the natural gas. You have oil companies and all these chemists, all they see is the physical world. All it is is chemicals. They're, they're pumping them five miles down, right? Right. I mean, if you don't see it, it doesn't exist, right? Well, we both know that's not true, but right? yeah. They got the power. So here you are. Farms and residences and people and cities, they have to deal with the reaction. The reaction of the earth in this particular instance is the dairy, and all of a sudden nothing can drink the water. They have to buy bottled water. Wow, that is horrendous. It took basically taking the groundwater, structuring it with three units, putting that structured water into a tank, and allowing the dissidents that was in the water to drop out, and then taking the water off the top and um, utilizing it. And when they run the water, sometimes it, it kind of depends. But basically when the water is structured at the beginning, if you put it out to all different outlets, if the water is running and it's structured, after 300 feet it loses its energy. But if you shut the water off and it stops running, basically all the water in the pipe in all directions is structured instantaneously. It's called entrainment. So if you have a pipeline 10 miles long, and it's a drip line, it's a little bit going here, and it, it runs, it stops, it runs, it stops, it can go on and on and on. What about the unit that is available for travel? I'm a traveler, and it's very disconcerting to be traveling with what's going on with water. You're stuck at the airports having to drink their bottled crap. Sorry to say it, but it's just terrible stuff. These brand name water bottles that are plastic that are probably tap water. You have developed a travel unit. Talk about it. Yes, I have a portable unit, and just this last month, we're starting to put out now our fully molded portable unit. It has the structuring capability of a garden unit, or basically half of a house unit. It has a funnel built into it, pour water into you, bottled water, tap water, fountain water, it does not matter, and it makes it healthy in one pass. Do we have so, to change the cartridge or anything in no. it? 
there's nothing to ever replace. It's unconditionally guaranteed. It'll never wear out. But if you do break it in some fashion, fashion, whatever we replace it, we replace it free of charge. Sounds like it's otherworldly. Well, it is otherworldly. And that would be another book. I would take <laughs> you down that road, but uh, um, you would need a little bit of higher education and maybe not. I'm ready to try the travel unit. So it's a portable unit. It's two and a half inches in diameter. It's about six and a half inches long. It has a point on the bottom, basically, that you can put in virtually any water bottle. You can set it in a water bottle. And it has fluted air vents on the sides of the lower unit that allows air to escape. So you can just set it in a water bottle and you can take another water bottle or you can take water from a water fountain and pour through it. It has a funnel in the top. You pour through it and it will make the water healthy. It neutralizes all the toxins. It makes the water dense, so it's heavier. And when you start drinking the water, you will feel that denseness. Most people express it as wetter water, and it is actually wetter because it's more concentrated. That's the density that I experience when I... Yeah, density has to do with all the water molecule clusters are the same. So you get more water in a container. I wonder if TSA is going to let us through with the traveling. Well, they're getting to understand it better because there's thousands of people that have them now. Fantastic. And they're carrying them in their purse. They're carrying them in a handbag. They're carrying them in their backpack. I always recommend that you take it out and put it with your shoes, you know, when you're going through TSA. They used to ask people. They don't anymore because they've seen them pretty much most airports all over the world. Now, you have a foundation. Talk about your foundation. Well, we initiated a foundation, tax-free, tax-exempt. We don't have our IRS number yet to offer tax-exempt statement or or number. What I'd like to do is invite people with money that want to make a difference in the world and to be part of what we do, to receive a report on whether we're doing research with their money and or whether we are cleaning up water conditions whether it be lakes, streams, oceans, and etc. Another part of the foundation will be gifting water systems around the world to people and or organizations that are making a difference for humanity, That's humanitarian fantastic. causes, basically. That's fantastic. Is there anything else you'd like to say today? I just really appreciate the opportunity to say who I am and what is possible I know I haven't really gone into the possibilities, but I've always worked in the field of infinite possibilities. And right now I'm having the best time of my life because all this about water is who I am and it's giving me the opportunity to speak for it. I really want to thank you for joining us on It's Rainmaking Time and distilling and making so many things clear that are very confusing. It's such a big world, even though it's very simple from your perspective. And I know that we've skipped around And there may be topics that people want a more clear understanding of. And if they want that, they can make comments on the show. There's a place for them to make comments and ask questions. And that actually helps with interactive discussion after people have heard the show, is to go ahead and put their comments and questions on its rainmaking time right under the show. And as they come, if you want to respond to that right on the site, you're welcome to do it. And we can also have subsequent shows or segments if you want to do that, Clayton. 
I want to direct people to go to naturalactionwater.com to learn more about Natural Action Technologies. If you want to order the water products, you can contact Water for Life, who made the introduction of Clayton Nolte and Natural Action Water to us at 1-800-346-4672. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you.